Welcome to the Naked Truth. Peace to you. We're um, in the book of Numbers, just about done with it, believe it or not. We're at the chapter 29. And Numbers, just in case this is your first time reading with me, is um, the fourth book in the Bible, Old Testament. So, as I keep telling you, if it's the Old Testament, there won't be any quotes to Jesus. But Jesus may actually reflect back on it since it points to us hearing him. Um, So, that's why we go over it. Let's begin. Verse 1. Excuse me. And in the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you shall have a holy convocation. You shall do no customary work. For you, it is a day of blowing the trumpets. So, the Lord, we're going to say the Lord, since it's... um, presuming this is still it's still saying it's the lord giving these instructions that's who was giving them or at least that's who it says was giving them in the previous chapter so yeah i'm pretty sure that's who it is the lord seems very concerned with um details that seem very minor like making sure clothes have tassels on them or what it is that's supposed to be um the roasted for the food or what kind of clothes you should be wearing, or how your beard should be trimmed. All of those are different things that we've read about that seem to be what the Lord says uh, the people are to be focused on and pay special attention to. All of those are things that Jesus tells us when the New Testament rolls around, when the ministry of Jesus, the Christian words, the red letters come around. The life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing. And that we shouldn't concern ourselves with what it is we're going to eat, what it is we're supposed to drink, what it is we're supposed to wear. That those are not what, that that's what the world seeks after. And God, our Father, knows that we need those things uh, already. So it's not like that's what we should be focusing on. Um, so anyway, let's keep reading. Verse 2, you shall offer a burnt offering as a sweet aroma to the Lord. One young bull, one ram, and seven lambs in their first year without blemish. So, let's start with the last first. Uh, the without blemish part means that it's an, uh, an animal that's not marred or handicapped or um, in some way deformed. Um, and the type of animal, is that's what the previous part was about. The different animals that are to be offered. Um, and when it says offered, that means the people have to come up with them. Um, the priests have to offer them, do the offering, but the people who have to come up with the offering are the people, um, whether it be a sin offering, a trespass offering, whatever kind of offering it may be, that's already been laid out for the people, or daily offering, weekly offering, monthly offering, whenever it's supposed to be given, the priests have already been given that, and they give that to the people, and the people in turn will respond by doing what it is the priests tell them. Just like in modern times, the law is laid out by um, the lawgivers and the people who uh, live in whatever area it is, whether it's America or wherever else, have to live by that law. Now, if those same lawgivers get caught up in the law, they often get passes, they're immune to it. Um, If they're the law enforcement and get caught up in the law, they often get passes, they seem to be immune to it, to continue to get paid to enforce it while they simultaneously break it and obstruct it and swear an oath to God that they won't do either of those things. Excuse me. And yet, that's 
the system America works with anyway, I'm not sure. There must be better systems in the world. Um, verse 3, their grain offering shall be fine flour mixed with oil, three-tenths of an ephah for the bull, two-tenths for the ram. So when we run into this, I'm just going to keep reading through it because um, we've been over these sorts of things before, and it seems to be laying them out for the next generation of the proportions of the offerings that have to be made, the different animals, and the grain offering, as it's called, and that's usually the way it makes, talks about it as fine flour, as in flour that's sifted several times, not all, um, coarse, <clears throat> excuse me, but like, um, and um, the oil and the animal. So when we run into those, I'm just going to keep reading it because it looks like that's what we're going to keep doing um, and just stop at what stands out. Otherwise, the chapter's kind of long. Let's go. Verse 4. And one-tenth for each of the seven lambs. So again, with the amounts. And one kid of the goats as a sin offering to make atonement for you. And the goat, just like it was mentioned before, is to make atonement for them. Sort of like to pay for the sins of the people of the person offering it, uh, depending on how it's being offered. And um, that's what it means by the goat that's added in. So that lets us know another thing. The goats for that... The rest of it, also, like I've said again and again and before, it's, when it says a burnt offering, it doesn't mean it's going to be burnt to a crisp necessarily. It means it's going to be put to fire, just like you would barbecue or roast something else, like a rotisserie. Verse 6, besides the burnt offering with its grain offering for the new moon, the regular burnt offering with its grain offering and their drink offerings, according to their ordinance as a sweet aroma, an offering made by fire to the Lord. So saying, offer that offering, uh, that burnt sacrifice, that animal sacrifice, um, along with or including besides in whatever regular offering you have to make at, if it falls on one of those days also. Like uh, like I was saying, the daily, the weekly, the yearly, the monthly. If it falls on one, to, one of those annual, I should have said. If it falls on one of those days, <clears throat> excuse me, make the offering you have to make for that day. Like you're supposed to make it. Um, but also make this offering as well. Don't exclude one for the other. Don't replace one with the other and don't conflate the two. Um, and this all sounds like uh, it's very late detailed, and I'm pretty sure it's one of those detailed statutes forever. But our church is still doing this, um, and I say churches as a blanket umbrella term for any place of worship. Verse seven: On the tenth day of the seventh month, you shall have a holy convocation. You shall afflict your souls. You shall not do any work. So. Um, this um, is what it's calling the Day of Atonement, again, for paying for sins. Um, and the tenth, uh, seventh month for this calendar, if I remember right, will be right around Christmas time. Um, but it kind of floats since it's based on the rotations of the moon, if I understand right, and the harvest and all of that. So it's not a, this, it's not the same day every single year. It changes, but, um, let me see, well, it's saying that's when the Day of Atonement is, I guess I could search real quick and see where it is, when it is this year, let's see if I can, 
see, we're at verse 7. It's October. Okay, so I forgive me, I was wrong. It's not around Christmas time. So the seventh month for their calendar that we're in now, that we're reading about now, is October. Um, and Yom Kippur is the modern name that people use for that uh, holiday, for the Day of Atonement. So October 4th, sunset, till October 5th, sunset, is when Yom Kippur is this year. And that is the seventh month uh, of the um, calendar they're using, that we're using. So there's a three-month difference uh, at this point by that holiday. So I'll try to keep that in mind. I know I don't always keep the measurements straight, the hens and the ephahs and all of that. But um, I'll try to remember that since that might be a little easier to remember, the three-month difference. So if they say they're in the third month, I'm sorry, the seventh month here, like we're at now, then what they're actually at in modern terms would be somewhere around the 10th month, around October. And I'm trying to think of what other holiday might be around early October that this would coincide with, but the only thing that I think of with October is Halloween, um, which is also another ancient festival celebrating all sorts of spiritual things. So, um, let's keep reading. Verse 8. You shall present a burnt offering to the Lord as a sweet aroma, one young bull, one ram, one and seven lambs in their first year. Be sure they are without blemish. The grain offering shall be of fine flour mixed with oil, three-tenths of an ephah for the bull, two-tenths for the one ram, and one-tenth for each of the seven lambs. Also, one kid of the goats as a sin offering, because besides the sin offering for atonement, the regular burnt offering with its grain offering and their drink offering. So, the same layout for the um, rest of it the animal offering, the grain offering, the oil, uh, and the drink. And the drink would be wine that they pour out, just like people in modern times, they, they, they have it. Um, like they show on TV anyway. Uh, I've never seen this in real life. The gangster, fu- gangster funerals where they pour out a bo- uh, pour out some booze to the deceased gangster, the friend, the homie that's died or usually been killed, taken out. Um, similarly, they're pouring it out for the Lord in the case of the drink offering. They were reading about for the Lord to uh, take up and enjoy and that may sound strange to be pouring out the drink and letting that be the spiritual contact for the Lord to be uh, partaking in it somehow but when you think about it in the sense of what Jesus talks about in the New Testament and the world and how it works it kind of goes with the sort of what we call witchcraft that we see all the way back from the Old Testament from the very beginning that the world seems to have some way or be the intermediary maybe the contact between uh what it is the lord is observing and our part in it the world seems to be the platform whereas we're the painting or the creation 
but the world is what it is that's actually the the like the TV that's the where the Lord is actually observing it um I don't know it and so then by pouring it on the ground uh, maybe that's the the interface for it like you would be plug in your USB so maybe pouring it on the ground or like burning it or just like you burn CDs or used to burn CDs and DVDs um maybe it's just the uh, the ancient way of saying it with uh, but for the same thing um and it's just morphed over time that that's the way the lord is interacting with what creation is doing um i don't know otherwise how else would the world keep playing into it that people come and go civilizations come and go um but the world seems to still remain um just like shows start and finish seasons come and go networks in come and go but the TV you're watching on still remains the same. You may upgrade or have to downgrade or go without one um, at times. But when you get another one, what's been going on on it still has been going on. And you're just turning on your way of plugging into it. I don't know. Verse 12. On the 15th day of the 7th month, you shall have a holy convocation. You shall do no customary work. And you shall keep a feast to the Lord seven days. So it's October again. And um, now it's later into the month, a couple of weeks into the month, that they have this holy convocation. I think of it as a holiday. But, you know, just like when we um, looked up the date and it didn't kill anything to find out, um, oh, now I see what's gone wrong. There was a break in the show just a moment ago because I was switching to um, back and forth between the app that I'm using to upload this, the Anchor app, because I'm doing this from my phone. And um, the research I just did to find out what month it was. And in that process, I got disconnected from the site now I realize why because it's my internet um, that I'm connected to so sorry about that so for now we'll just keep moving with the holy convocation with the holiday that's being established now that um but only it says it's a holiday but the next you know it says it's a holy convocation so maybe it's not so much a holiday but a holy day that they're supposed to um revere and observe and um, revere and observe and afflict your souls you shall not do any work so in that sense it seems like it'd be a required day off but it comes with all sorts of stipulations that you're supposed to do on it so it's like you really can't let your hair down um, but it, you can't you also aren't supposed to be afflicted with working uh, or having to make a living to get by or in the case of many of the people then and now enslaved and that that's not what you're supposed to be doing and yet you see it still happened then and it still happens now and it's even codified then that you're and it makes no sense but it's there we've read it that uh, how you treat you are to treat your slaves 
Verse 8, you shall present a burnt offering to the Lord as a sweet aroma, one young bull, one ram, and seven lambs in the first year. Be sure they are without blemish. Their grain offering shall be a fine flour mixed with oil, three-tenths of an ephah for the bull, two-tenths for the, for the one ram, and one-tenth for each of the seven lambs. Also, one kid of the goats as a sin offering. Besides the sin offering for the for atonement, the regular burnt offering with its grain offering and their drink offering. So again, whether it, whether it's on that same day or not, these are the offerings to be made with it. Um, verse twelve: On the fifteenth day of the seventh month, you shall offer. You shall have a holy convocation. You shall do no customary work. And you shall keep a feast to the Lord seven days. So uh, another holy convocation, another holiday to be recognized. Verse 13. You shall present a burnt offering, an offering made by fire as a sweet aroma to the Lord. Thirteen young bulls, two rams, and fourteen lambs in their first year. They shall be without blemish. So just like before, I'm just going to read through these. Verse 14, their grain offering shall be of fine flour mixed with oil, three-tenths of an ephah for each of the thirteen bulls, two-tenths for each of the two rams, and one-tenth for each of the fourteen lambs. Also, one kid of the goats as a sin offering besides the regular burnt offering, its grain offering, and its drink offering. On the second day, present... You see what's happening here as it's counting down. It started out with um, 14, now it's down to 13, now we're down to 12. So it's like the 12 days of Christmas, uh, only uh, with the different offerings to be offered day by day till you get to the last day. So um, we're just going to keep reading through these steadily as it counts down. It's one less animal, it seems, per day. On the second day, Present 12 young bulls, 2 rams, 14 lambs in their first year without blemish, and their grain offering and their drink offerings for the bulls, for the rams, and for the lambs by their number, according to their the ordinance. So by their number is right. It's number, the book of numbers, and it's numbers, numbers, numbers that we keep running into with these uh, lists and ordinances and genealogies. Verse 19, also one kid of the goats as and censuses, census taking. Also one kid of the goats as a sin offering besides the regular burnt offering with its grain offering and their drink offerings. One on the third day presents 11 bulls, two rams, 14 lambs in their first year without blemish and their grain offering and their drink offerings for the bulls. For the rams and for the lambs by their number according to their ordinance. Also one of the ordinance, excuse me. Also one goat as a sin offering besides the regular burnt offering, its grain offering and its drink offering. On the fourth day present ten bulls, two rams, fourteen lambs in their first year without blemish. And their grain offering and their drink, their drink offerings for the bulls for the rams and for the lambs by their number according to the ordinance. Also one kid of the goats as a sin offering besides the regular burnt offering, its grain offering and its drink offering. 
on the fifth day presented nine bulls, two rams, and 14 lambs in their first year without blemish. So you see we're down to nine bulls. And their grain offering and their drink offerings for their bulls, for the bulls, for the rams, and for the lambs by their number. According to the ordinance, also one goat is a sin offering besides the regular burnt offering. It's grain offering and it's drink offering on the sixth day. Present eight bulls, two rams, and fourteen lambs in their first year without blemish and their grain offering and their drink offerings for the bulls, for the rams, and for the lambs by their number according to the ordinance. Also one goat as a sin offering besides the grain, the regular burnt offering, its grain offering, and its drink offering. On the seventh day, present seven bulls, seven, two rams, and fourteen lambs in their first year without blemish. Excuse me. It's still counting down. The bulls, anyway. Um, and their ram and their grain offering and their drink offerings for their bulls, for the rams and for the lambs by their number according to the ordinance. Verse 34, also one goat as a sin offering besides the regular burnt offering is grain offering and its drink offering. On the eighth day, you shall have a sacred assembly. You shall do no customary work. You shall present a burnt offering, an offering made by fire as a sweet aroma to the Lord, one bull, one ram, seven lambs in their first year without blemish, and their grain offering and their drink offerings for the bull, for the ram, and for the lambs by their number according to the ordinance. Also, one goat as a sin offering besides the regular burnt offering, its grain offering and its drink offering. So day by day, for a week, you offer, make those offerings. And then when it comes down to that next Sabbath, you take a break or at least take a rest and offer the regular uh, Sabbath offering that you make for that. But you um, also, verse 39, these you shall present to the Lord at your, your appointed feast besides your ver vow offerings and your free will offerings as your burnt offerings and your grain offerings as your drink offerings and your peace offerings. So all the different offerings are sort of listed off there, or at least some of them are listed off there. And this one is to be added to the list for this new generation that wasn't a part of the generation that passed away with the 40-year death sentence that they've already served out. That's why I guess it's being listed again for this generation, as tedious as it may read. Uh, verse 40, so Moses told the children of Israel everything, just as the Lord commanded Moses. So Moses is being faithful to the command to repeat these ordinances and these statutes and required holy convocation days to the children of Israel, this next generation, so that they observe it too. That's the last verse in this chapter, so that's the end of this reading. I thank you as always for reading along with me and hope it's a blessing for you. You can catch past readings while they last here on this platform on Anchor and Spotify. Or if you're an adult, you can um, read along with me the readings that are most dear to my heart. The red letter readings, the Christian 
teachings that Jesus has for us in the Bible, the tithe, the tenth of the 60 plus books in the Bible that Jesus leaves, has for us Christians to read that we focus on on our Saturday night reading specifically. You can read those along with me on my site, hungtgirl.com, while it lasts. Um, with the Body, Mind, Spirit, and Soul links, you can find out about me with the Spirit and Soul links specifically. You can read along with me with the scrolling text of the Naked Truth readings there. You can help me, if you like, by making a donation or by clicking on the free content, the pictures. They're actually videos. And uh, get to know me in that way and join me again for the Naked Truth. Stay safe. I'll see you next time. God bless you. Thanks again. Peace be with you.